0: This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers, better help and the Biggest Loser Had a Baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 357 of the Logical Weight Loss podcast, the good news is I've lost over 197 pounds. I guess I'll have to exercise. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm just a dude like you or a dudette in the basement trying to lose weight. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a doctor. And uh, I told you the good news. And what that is, is I went into, I use a program called My MyFitnessPal to track my, it, it automatically connects with my scale, all sorts of fun stuff. I track all my calories in there. And uh, this goes back seven years. Over seven years, I've lost 197.5 pounds. So if I were to say, oh man, I just can't lose weight, I'd be lying through my teeth. Apparently I can. Now, what's the bad news? The problem is over the past seven years, I've also gained roughly 416, which is why I'm at 218. If I actually lost 197 pounds from where I started, I would weigh like 20 pounds at this point. And I don't think I would look good with 20 pounds on my 6'1 frame. But you get the idea is that I, I know how to lose weight, apparently. I've done it a little bit. And so today, what we're going to talk about is willpower. I'm in the middle of reading a book called Willpower Doesn't Work by a guy named Benjamin Hardy. And uh, everything I talk about today, you can find out at logicalloss.com slash 357. And at first, I didn't like this book. It was very dry. But I'm into about chapter five now, and I'm actually starting to like it. And what he's saying is, it's not that willpower doesn't have any effect. It does. The problem lies in when you want your sole strategy of losing weight to be, I'll just have to, I don't know, we have all of our different kind of ways of saying, I'm going to hunker down or I'm going to suck it up or whatever it is. I'm going to grit my teeth. I'm going to push through. When that is your one and only strategy and you're going to lean on it super heavy, we're probably setting ourselves up to fail. Because while that might work every now and then, in the long run, it probably wasn't. And I'll give you an example of this that was really kind of stupid. I had a friend of mine and uh, she and I went to the movies and we saw uh, Ready Player One for anyone keeping track at home. And while I'm not a gamer, I am a child of the 80s. And uh, the movie was pretty good. It's executive produced by uh, Steven Spielberg. It's pretty cool. But that was uh, that was the good news. But this environment is not good, especially when I'm supposed to be cutting out all Corn, and I've been doing that for weeks, but what is one of my biggest, I have a couple weaknesses. One is my biggest one, popcorn. I mean, if you cut me, I will probably still bleed popcorn or ice cream, and if I had to pick a third, it'd be pizza, and if I had to pick a fourth, it'd be spaghetti, but popcorn and ice cream, those are ones that I have a hard time giving up. Ice cream hasn't really been bugging me. I do miss popcorn. So what did I do? I went to the movies. Now, again, we're talking about your environment here. And I thought, you know, you know, I'm going to eat a protein bar before I even go. I'll be good. But in the end, you know, I had a handful or three. And so there is some stuff from JJ Virgin that I bought that if you do fall off the wagon, you take it, it's supposed to help you not absorb and turn things to fat. So I took that, I forget what it's called, safety valve or something like that. And, uh, and I know you might've said, hey, Dave, look, you can't not go to the movies. You have to, you should have hunkered down or you're selling yourself too short. You're powerful enough to do this. You know, Dave, what are you supposed to do? Live like a monk? You can't just give up your life. But in the end, I put myself in an environment that currently, not forever, but currently is not healthy for me. And there's something to be said about your environment. And Benjamin Hardy points out, that it's the environment that often shapes the person. We talked about this a couple episodes ago, that typically you raise up to the level of difficulty. There's a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And I need to read this book. I've never, I've heard it quoted 800 times. It's by Viktor Frankl. And it's a guy that talks about his time in a uh, prisoner of war camp, Trans, uh, what do you call those things? The German Nazi camps. Uh, and I didn't re- he was sleeping with nine different people in one bed. And he said, you can get used to that. I'm not sure how, but I guess you can. So it's it's often the environment, you know, that's what shapes the person, not the person that shapes their environment. And Benjamin had a, a great story about this. He said, when a chick is hatching from its egg, he says it's kind of hard to watch, and I can tell you it kind of is. I've got a video at at slash 357 and he says, because the and you'll see it's it's sad this little chick is chirping its little head off and it's trying to get this egg off its butt but they said if you actually and it's and that was the video I have he's like halfway through the egg it takes a while to get there. I mean it takes a while to whatever that verb is to get out of your shell. Hatch, I guess. Hatching is not easy. And so, but they say if you actually helped the chick, and by that I mean the chicken, not like, hey, you got to go help the chick. No. If you help the, the baby chicken, that helping them might in the long run end up hurting them, they say, because it builds its strength by getting out of the shell. And they say, if you actually go in and help it too much, it may not even live. And I was like, whoa. And then when I see this video, I was like, yeah, I can see that. It's not an easy task. So your environment can do a lot for you. So I've told you in the past, and I've been doing this much better. I have, like right now on my couch, I have a gym bag with uh, clean underwear, shorts, and a shirt and I'm always wearing tennis shoes. So anytime I have time to go to a gym or if I'm going out for groceries or anything, anytime I go out anywhere, I throw that in my my car. Why? Because if something happens, if I get a curveball, and I can exercise, I'm going to do that. So your environment can actually really change how you feel. I have a great example of that. Today, here in Ohio, was the very first day we hit 70 degrees. It's uh, April 13th as I record this. Now, in true Ohio fashion, it will snow in about three days, and I'm not making that up. But the minute it got nice out, the minute I could open my windows, I pumped up the air in my tires of my bicycle, rode it around a little on my my lunch. That got me all excited. Then later that night, I went out and rode it again right after work. And then at night, the moon was out, had a really nice breeze, just a beautiful night. And I walked around these little baby lakes, better known as a pond, around where I live. Breezes in my hair. It was just, it was wonderful. And I could not help but smile. Now, I, I've done this in the past. I haven't ridden my bike, but I've walked around these little ponds with uh, you know, a winter jacket on, a spring jacket on. Tonight, it was just awesome. And when I, I go on occasion, like next week, I'm going on a trip for my job. And before I leave, I always clean my kitchen spotless. Now, why do I do that? Because I've learned that when I come home from a long trip and I probably haven't slept much and I'm just happy to be home and I'm dragging a suitcase and I'm tired. If I walk in and there's a sink full of dishes, it just sucks the life out of me. So again, your environment has. Huge effects on you at times. And there are, there's a great book, I've never read it, but I love the title called Does This Clutter Make My Butt Look Fat or something like that. And it's the same thing, that what you do in your environment can lead to things that aren't good for you. I'll give you an example. J.J. Virgil, when she was on the show, talked about how, I think she, it's almond, was it almond butter and celery? She loves that. And so that's something that she has a hard time just eating one of. For me, and I was really surprised, a handful of almonds is like 160 calories. And I was eating like two or three of those a day because I'm thinking, well, it's healthy fat. Well, yeah, it's also 500 calories by the time the day is over. So, and I bought a giant bag from Walmart. And when those are gone, I don't think I'm gonna buy them because it's hard to think. And I look, I just told you how many calories there are, but when I see them, I'm kind of like, well, one handful isn't going to hurt. Yeah, it is. If if I'm right on the edge of, you know, being under my calorie goal, one handful will put me right over. So it, there are things that you have to know. What are your triggers for now? And maybe, be, you know, build an environment. And this is where sometimes It's hard when your environment is somewhat ruined by, well, I don't know, the family. You know, when your kids want cheesy poofs all the time. Well, okay, put the cheesy poofs off the counter. Put the fruits and vegetables on the counter. Try to get your environment to be something that supports you. And if you have a bunch of friends that just want to go get donuts and coffee all the time, it doesn't mean you have to unfriend them, but maybe you don't hang out with them as often because it's your environment. Your environment can help shape you more than you think because, again, what does that do when you go out for donuts and coffee? You're going to rely on willpower, that you're going to make the right choice. And while you can, it's not easy. And so if one choice makes it easier and one choice makes it not easy, why are we choosing the one that's hard? Because eventually when we have to make another hard choice and another hard choice and another hard choice, we get tired. And that's why willpower doesn't work. Now uh, in reading this book, he starts to kind of get into kind of the the other kind of similar topics that we've talked about here before, but this is another book talking about the morning ritual. So here again, I started off the year, right? January and February, I was getting up at six and going to the gym. And then what did I do? I started to fall back into my old habits Staying up till midnight, one o'clock. Well, when you stay up till one, I'm not getting up at six. It's just not going to happen. So the environment, staying up late, doesn't lead to what I want, which is getting up early. And so you know, I could try to push through on four and five hours sleep, but that's not smart. Uh, and when I start off my day in the right direction, when I did that, I started off proud of myself and uh, that leads to to confidence, which leads to to making proper choices. In fact, I'm going to play a clip here from right from the book. Uh, again, it's called Willpower Doesn't Work, Discover the Hidden Keys of Success. And Benjamin Hardy talks a lot here about your morning routine. And when I heard this, I'm like, you know what? If they sue me, they sue me, hopefully not. But I just want to play, this is like a minute clip. And I just heard this and I'm like, yeah, this is why. Because again, what does it bring up? journaling. We've talked so much about journaling, and it's one of those things like eating breakfast. It just seems like every book goes, this is a good idea. So here's a clip from the book.
1: Having a morning routine is important for a few key reasons. To reconnect deeply with yourself and your why. To put yourself into a peak state such that you can achieve the dreams and vision you're seeking in your life. To frame yourself for what you really want to do that day. To live proactively, not reactively, so that you can avoid self-sabotage. A morning routine can entail many different things, such as fitness, meditation, prayer, working on a creative project, and so on. All of those things are incredible. However, the most essential aspect of your morning routine is writing in your journal. Writing in your journal is more powerful than simple meditation for the same reason that writing your goals down is far more powerful than leaving them in your head. Meditation and prayer are powerful ways to make your journaling session more effective. However, meditation, prayer, and visualization in and of themselves are not enough. You need to write down the insights, plans, and goals you have. You need to write them down daily. Meditation, visualization, prayer, and journaling are all powerful activities that go very well together. But the journaling portion is where you solidify, clarify, affirm, and strategize your insights, goals, and plans. Journaling makes the other keystone activities 10 times or 100 times more powerful. If you're not using your journal daily, then your meditation, visualization, and prayer will be far, far less effective.
0: And so when I go back to, oh, by the way. If you want this book, you can get it for free. You go to logicalloss.com slash audible. That again is logicalloss.com slash audible or any book you want there. It's an audio book for free if you're a new customer. And so I like what he talks about here. And again, it's about doing things daily, right? Being consistent. And at the beginning of the year, I was using the five minutes a uh, diary where you kind of put in your gratitude. That's another thing we hear all the time. And I just looked up and went, hey, guess what? All those things I used to do, get up early in the morning, go to the gym, start off the day with gratitude. All those new habits I was trying to form, yeah, those kind of uh, uh, went by the wayside, which is just a wake up call. It's like, okay, well, that worked. Why not go back to doing that? And when it comes to journaling, you know, he mentions there that that can boost your efforts by 10 times because you're focused. And that's really it. It's it's putting down the phone because that's really bad. I know about you, but I use my phone a lot as an alarm clock. And then we instantly get in and start going ricochet rabbit over all these things. Sit down for a second, figure out what you want to do that day. Uh, I use a, um, a journaling tool called Penzu. That's P-E-N-Z-U. It's web-based, but you can also get it on iOS and Android. Another popular app is Day One. I hear so much about this. I actually downloaded it. And it is cool, but I've got years in Penn Zoo. But day one does some cool stuff where it'll put in like where you wrote the journal at, what the temperature was outside, how many steps you've taken that day, um, what activities, you, I mean, all sorts of stuff that you can put in. It's a super easy interface. And uh, another one is Journey and not the band. But this one works because uh, day one works on iOS or on like, so basically an iPhone, and iPad or an actual Macintosh computer, or Android, but it does not work on a Windows PC. So that's fine if you just wanna do everything on your phone or your iPad. Journey, which is similar to day one, works on everything, basically. It'll work on Windows, it'll work on Mac, it'll work on iOS, it'll work on an iPhone. The only thing that's kind of weird about it is all the fun features you have to upgrade, and these range anywhere from, I think Penzoo is $20 a year, I think day one is 25 a year. Journey. You have to upgrade, like let's say I get the iPhone app. Well I have to spend like whatever, twelve dollars a year to upgrade the the iPhone app. And then let's say I'm using it on a Windows machine. Why well, I have to spend whatever, maybe twenty dollars to upgrade the Windows version. I'm like, well, that's kinda crappy. I want to pay one fee and just have everything work. Uh so it journey looked cool. Um I did play with day one and like I said, I I would be tempted to go there, even though there's no version for the PC. Uh, I could see doing a lot of this on a um uh, on an iPad. Cause I have one of those. And remember on your phones, a lot of times you can hit a microphone and it'll dictate whatever you say. So if you're not much of a typing on your phone kind of person, uh, that'll help. Plus these are now, uh, allowing you to add photos. So think of it like a private Facebook, which is kind of cool. But the problem is though, through all this is what lack of willpower can lead to inconsistency. So like I said, I looked at my history and in seven years I've lost 197 pounds. So I know I can lose weight. It's a matter of doing it on a regular basis. So, what are the keys to being consistent? Well, I looked at a couple different articles. One is keep an eye on your why. And this is where journaling, just like Benjamin said, this is where journaling helps. You start off the day looking at your why. And then another one is don't try to do everything at once. Okay, well, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to practice for a marathon and I'm going to go vegan. Yeah. Pick your battle. And by that, you notice I'm not saying battles, battle, pick your battle, do one, and then make that a habit. Do that for a month, and then pick another battle and then schedule it. There's a really great, a great quote from uh, Stephen Covey. He says, don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities. And that's really it. And that's something where I was, I mean, I was kidding myself, but I would put, go to gym at six in the morning and then stay up till one. Well, that doesn't work. You know, what I need to put on there is 11 o'clock, go to bed. Uh, the other thing here in terms of keeping yourself consistent, don't beat yourself up too much. Yeah. It's a bummer when we're human and we, we aren't perfect, but if you fall off the wagon and just sit there and go, I knew I couldn't do it. Well, guess what? The wagon is still moving. So get up, chase it down and get back on the wagon. And then uh, I know right now, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins is a little bit in a high water. He, he kind of said some stupid stuff, but this is something that I was like, you know what? That's a good quote from Tony. And that is in essence, he says, if we want to direct our lives, we must take control of our consistent actions. It's not what we do once in a while that shapes our lives, but what we do consistently. So another article I read said this about how do I stay consistent? And number one is it said, you guessed it, start off with a morning ritual. That seems to be every time I hear an interview of somebody and they're super successful, it's like, well, what's your typical day like? And they go, oh, well, every morning I wake up and I plan, I journal, I pray, I meditate, whatever it is, there's always this thing. And I'm starting to notice a pattern there that maybe that's something I should do. Maybe I should go to bed earlier and get up sooner. Uh, do things even if you don't want to. Now, this is one of those times where we're saying that you know willpower and pushing through and hunkering down, this is one where you kind of just hunker down. Because again, you don't want to, I'm tired, my knees hurt, and again, don't hurt yourself. Don't get stupid here. But in general, human beings, We are not fans of change. And I have never, ever gone to the gym. And there have been times when I've gone there and not really given it my all, but I've never gone, well, that was a complete waste of time. So even if you don't want to, you are practicing doing the right things. And the better, the more you do that, the better you're going to be at it. And then another one is focus on the process, not the results. So yes, we have our, we want our goals to be specific and measurable. So maybe I want to lose two pounds in a week. Well, instead of focusing on the pounds, focus on how you're going to do that. Okay. I'm going to eat X amount of calories. I'm going to be active for 60 minutes a day. I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to do this, whatever it is, focus on the process, not the results, because you can be happy that you did everything right. And because the scale doesn't move as much as you want it to, you're like, ah, that's it. I quit. No, Rejoice in the fact that you did everything right, because eventually, trust the process; the results will come. Then the other one is find and do what you love. So I, uh, I cleaned off again, going back to my environment. I cleaned off my exercise bike, and the other night I watched the DVD and I rode the entire DVD. I rode the entire time of watching the DVD, a couple hours. Uh, Why? Because I like that, and I knew that today was coming. I knew there was going to be a time when spring was going to be here. I was going to get to actually ride an actual bicycle and then do that. And this is where I've seen people do this, where you'll read where if you do the same exercises over and over and over that eventually they lose some of their um, chocolatey goodness, for lack of a better phrase, their, their effectiveness. Well, okay. Let's worry about that later. In the meantime, let's find something you like to do and do that. And then the other one is let go of self images and just the, that stupid voice in your head, just tell it to go away for lack of a better phrase. And then another one uh, in this article, write down what you want. And if you haven't heard this story, it's actually true. Jim Carrey, when he was a struggling comedian, at one point was actually homeless and lived in a VW Beetle in his aunt's like front yard. And, um, he went and he would find this kind of place where he would, for lack of a better phrase, meditate. Just a a place where he could kind of back away from it. And it overlooked the Hollywood um, landscape. And he wrote a check for himself for $10 million. And he said, uh, for like acting services rendered. And he put it in his wallet. And I'm not going to go like all the secret. If you just think about a million dollars, it will fall from the right now. I'm not going that route, but there is something about writing things down. And that's where some people, I'm all about the electronic journal. Some people are like, nope, nope, you got to write it down. Me, I couldn't read it if I wrote it down. It looks like I wrote with my feet. But there are people that say it somehow connects to your brain more if you write it down. So if you can, do that. Uh, And just get up 10, 15 minutes earlier and see if you can do some of this stuff and see if we can't be a little more consistent because I was consistent when I was doing this. And then it's, it's one of those things where we just fall back to our old habits. And so this is where, again, if you prioritize, you know, put your priorities on your schedule instead of scheduling your prior, however that goes, where was that? Great. It was a great quote, but put the big things on your calendar first and then do them and then keep your environment in a a healthy way. Like right now, as I record this, it's 10 till midnight. And my little Alexa went off about a half hour ago and said, go to bed. And I'm ignoring her because I'm sitting here doing a podcast. In fact, I've often said I would lose more weight if I didn't do this podcast, (laughs) but I want to document my weight loss. I want to document my travels and I want to um, let you know that you're not alone in this struggle. I, uh, I watched about three fourths of a movie on Amazon Prime called Grow Younger. And it's by this guy who's like 75 and super ripped. And their whole thing is hormone therapy, which there may be something to that. I'm not poo pooing the whole thing. I just think it's interesting that if you go to their website, they sell a lot of hormones. Hmm. Again, consider the source kind of thing. But they do have a good point. They point out that. Uh, basically how much uh, big pharma owns our politicians. And we just think everything is uh, going to be solved with a pill. And yet every time I see, if you watch, there's a channel here in Ohio, I just call it the mash channel. Cause it's like all these old TV shows and every sing, And I mean, every single commercial is for some sort of drug. And if it's not, it's for a lawyer who will help you sue the drug companies because you took the one thing, That ended up having you, whatever. So I think that's kind of interesting. They do have a point about that, but uh, I'm not through that whole movie yet. Dr. Life is actually his name. I think it's Jeffrey S. Life. And uh, he is impressive. I will say that. So I might be reading his book in the future, but hope all is well with you. Look at your environment and see what you can do to make it a more supportive environment and there are some things that you have control over some things you don't but those things you have control over take control of them and make it a encouraging make it a supportive environment for you to boost your consistency thanks so much for listening our website is logicalloss.com if you'd like to become one of the logical losers they got to see parts of this uh Episode before it was aired, go over to logicallosers.com. You can join for as little as a buck. It's just our private Facebook group. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can do it over there, logicallosers.com. If you're not interested in that, do consider going to slash support the next time you need to buy something at Amazon. It does not cost you a thing, and we get a small finder's fee like that, and it keeps the lights on here at the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. So thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care, and uh, I look forward to seeing you with a scale that's gone in the right direction. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free. 888-563-3228 You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com Thanks again for listening You know, they say knowledge is power Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this Live right, lose weight Live long I just wanna
1: be thin, I don't deny it thin, I wanna try it thin, but can buy it. Guess I'll have to just die it. Then more not the you Then I won't small Then I realize I guess I.